We're learning the second Sikha in Parshas Vayigash in Chelik Tezvav on page 391. This shear is being learned to the Nishmas Rab Yosef bin Yamin ben Rab Menashe Koltman. Oifim Pasik, Umiktsei Echov, Lokach, Chamisha Anoshim, Vayatzigem, Lifnei Pare. Pasik says that Yosef took from some of his brothers, five of them, and he brought them, presented them to Pare. It's Rashi Mefarish. So Rashi explains what this means. Which brothers did he bring to Pare? Menapchusim Shebehem Ligvura. From those that are the least strong. In their might, they were not from the ones that were from the stronger brothers. She'ein nidim gibayrim, they don't appear to be so strong. Why is this? Shem yara isam gibayrim, if he's going to show them the ones that are strong. Yas isam anshe mochamte. So Parei will suggest that they should come and join his army to fight his wars. And of course the brothers were not interested in that. And Rashi brings two opinions who are the weaker ones amongst the Shvatim. The first Pshat is Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yisachar, Reuven, Yamin. These are the five that were the weaker ones. And what, uh, where do we see that they were weaker? When Moshe Rabbeinu benches the Yidin, the Shvatim, before he passes away in Parshish Vizay Sabracha, so there are five of the Shvatim that Moshe Rabbeinu does not repeat their name twice. These five here. These five, Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yisachar, and Binyamin. So because Moshe Rabbeinu does not repeat their name, that indicates that they are the weaker ones of the Shvatim. The names of the stronger Shvatim, Moshe Rabbeinu does repeat their name. And Ashi brings the other Shvatim, as the Rebbe brings there in Ha'ara, that's Yehuda, God, Naphtali, Don, Zvulun, and Asher, which Moshe Rabbeinu repeats their name. Those are the Gibayrim. So over here, the five are the ones that Moshe Rabbeinu was not kaifal their name. This is the, a quote from what it says in Breshis Rabbah, Shuhua Goddess Eretz Yisrael, which is a medrash coming from Eretz Yisrael. Aval, however, says Rashi, Begemare Bavlis Shalono. In the Gemare, in the Bavli, which is our Gemare, Matsino, we find that there it says the opposite. Those that Moshe Rabbeinu doubled their name, they are the weak ones. And those are the ones that he brought before Pare. So this refers to the ones that he doubled their name besides Yehuda. If you look there in Pashas Hazay Sabracha, as we just read from Ma'ara 2, so there are six that Moshe Rabbeinu doubles their name. Now Yehuda, there's a specific reason why his name is doubled. But then besides that, you have God, Naphtali, and Don, and Zvulun, and Asher. So those are the five, according to this Pshat, that are the weaker ones. And those are the ones that brought before Pare V'cholo. And then Rashi concludes and points to yet a third place which discusses this. In the Braise of the Sifri, which is in the Parsha of Azay Sabracha. So over there it says, like an our Gemara, that the ones that Moshe Rabbeinu repeated their names, they are the ones that are the weaker ones. So we have two Pshatim over here when it says, that he took some of his brothers, five of them, that were the weaker ones, and he presented them to Pare. Does it refer to those five that Moshe Rabbeinu did not repeat their names? Or does it refer to five that Moshe Rabbeinu did repeat their name? 
It's not understood. So now in this Rashi, it's not understood as follows. Aleph number one, those was Rashi that bring him from Razal, where from the Shvatim Zanegaven the Chaloshim and where the Gebayim. The fact that Rashi brings from the Medrash or the Gemara to explain who are the weaker Shvatim and who are the stronger Shvatim is move on. So that we understand. Varam from Pshutish or Mikra Da Kemedos Nedvisen. Just from looking in the simple pshat over here in these words, when it says Chamisha Anoshim, there's no way to know. Who are these five people? Which are, wh- wh- why, why Dafka these five? What category they belong into? However, the question here is, Why over here, to understand the simple pshat of the Pasik, would it be relevant to know the whole explanation that Rashi brings, the source of this, the way it's explained in Parshish V'zayi Sabracha, Ta'arichas, Upratim, as does is verbunden mit Leukafel Shemesem, Shmeisam Kishabarchem, or the Kafel Vachulu, that the basis of knowing who are the weak ones and who are the strong ones will depend on the two Pshatim in Parshish V'zayi Sabracha, whether their names were repeated, whether their names were not repeated. Obefrat, as Rashi, Tzeichenton, Saivisai. Anyways, Rashi quotes and, and sends you to Drei Svarim Altsmokir. Is Haroitze Yoveviyira. So if you have these three places that Rashi sends you, that you can see the source for who was weak and who was strong, so you can take a look. Look over there in the Svarim and you'll see what it says there. The only thing that's relevant for Rashi to explain right here is the Taich, the Pshat, Chamisha. Who are these Chamisha Anoshim? Since it doesn't say here, there's no indication in the Pasuk who they are, so Rashi should tell you who they are. And he can send you to the sources. But all the details of, of Kafal Shmaisam, Loi Kafal Shmaisam, is not relevant here. Based, the other question here is, from them was Rashi brings two days, Hofchiyas from Razal. The fact that Rashi brings two opposite opinions about this is Muchach, so it's clear, as in Pshutish or Mikra, Da is Nitokkein Achrot Zvishn Dideis. That in the Pshat of the Pasik here, there's no way to say that one is correct or one is incorrect. You have no Raya one way or another. Siznar was an Ashton Pirish's dog, Givisi Yisra in the Gavadet Zvetan. There is a certain advantage in the first Pshat Rashi brings that you do not have in the second Pshat. And therefore, as always, Rashi brings the first pshat first. Is the is is them to me that is. So now we have a double question here over here regarding the fact that in our Rashi we see that there's no way to know which way is right. In Pshutish Mikra, either the ones that their names were doubled are stronger, or the ones that their names were doubled are actually weaker. So now the question is, let's take a look what Rashi says later. Aleph, so number one, in V'zay Sabrache, when you look at Rashi there in V'zay Sabrache, is Dr. Rashi Mefurish. So there Rashi clearly says, As chamisha shvatim the five that were benched last, Zvulun, God, Don, Naftali, V'asher, Kafal Shmaisam, Shemaisayim that is, so Moshe Rabbeinu repeats their name, L'chaska Mulag Biram, to strengthen them. They were the weak ones of the Shvatim, and Haim Haim Shahelech Yosef Lefnei Paray, and they were the ones that Yosef brought before Paray. Shenemar Mikzei Echav Lokach Chamisha Anoshim. These were the five that he brought to Paray. The sixth. So what do we see here? As in Shutish Mikra, that on the simple pshat of the pasuk, Bivbal Terzoktes Pestam. There Rashi quotes this as one and the only pshat. On the Bavaranish, Durch Zogner Rabbi Seinu, Darshav Chayyitzibazan, Rashi does not say that this is a Pshat that comes from Rabbi Seinu, meaning that it's not necessarily the simple Pshat of the Pasik. He quotes it as the simple Pshat. 
is Erdot Machriya on with the Tzvete Day. So there Rashi says, like the second Pshat, that the ones that he repeated their names are the weaker ones, and he doesn't even quote Pachlal, the first Pshat that Rashi says here. So what's going on? In our Rashi, we can see that Rashi accepts either Pshat, and he actually brings the first Pshat first. And then in Parshish Vazayis HaBrocha, he brings only the second opinion. Bay is another place where Rashi speaks about this. In Parshas Matos, Udvarim, Zotrashi, Ubepashtas. Rashi says, and very simply, without bringing any argument about this, as Shevet God is given, Svishindi was Gibayrim Hoyu. Shevet God was amongst the Shvatim from the strong ones. Fakert, Vier Zokten, Vizesa Broche, as Apip Shutisham Mikra, is God given from the Chaloshim. Which is not like the first pshat that Rashi brought over here, or again, it's not like the second pshat that Rashi brings over here, that God is amongst the weak ones. Or according to what Rashi also says in Vezei Sabracha, that God was amongst the weak ones. So why in Parshish Matos and in Devarim does Rashi say that God is from the strong ones and he doesn't bring that? That's just only one opinion, that there's another opinion about this. Now we can't answer regarding the discrepancy we find there between these Rashis. As in Yedenfal, Bazunder, in each place, in each case that Rashi is addressing that Posik separately, is Rashi Mefarish, Loit Vieses Muchrach, Imshutish al Mikra, Al Asar. He's explaining according to the way, the way it's understood and the way we must say, according to the Pshar of the Posik, right there. On Imparshis, Matus Advarim, is a Pipshutish al Mikra Muchrach, as Shevet God is given from the Gibayrim. So therefore, in Parshish, Matis, and Dvarim, there it's clear that God was from the stronger Shvatim, so therefore Rashi explains it that way. On Muzmen Zogin, as Shevet God is given zwischen die Finnif Shvatim Shebechaloshim. In Vizay Sabrache, we must say that God was amongst the weak Shvatim, amongst those that Moshe Rabbeinu repeats their name and they're from the weak Shvatim. On Mshutish Amikra, the Parshish Seinu, is Nitok, Kenachocha HaMachriya, in our parsha, there's no proof one way or another, and therefore Rashi brings both pshatim. So that's what we would maybe suggest. In each place, Rashi is explaining according to what it's understood from the pasuk there. So we can't say this. As already explained many times, this is Adava Muvam Meyelov, it's self-understood. As a scanet zain, as the Pirisha Pipshutisha Mikra in Ein Art, Zalzain Bestire, Sum Pirisha Pipshutisha Mikra in Atzveiten Art. You can't have a pshat that is understood and clear from the Pshutish Mikra in one place that will be a contradiction to what's clear and must be in the Pshat of the Pasik in a different place. So therefore, the has, we have to figure out over here why Rashi says different Ifanim in these three places. We have here in Parshas Vayigash, then we have in Parshas Vezei Sabracha, and then we have in Parshas Matis and Dvarim. So how do we understand, how do these Rashis come together? So to begin with explaining the difference that there is between what Rashi says here, that Rashi brings the two pshatim, whether God was amongst the stronger ones or God was amongst the weaker ones, and what Rashi says in Parshish Matis and Dvarim, without any argument about this, that God was definitely from the stronger shvatim. So the answer for that would be as follows. Das was me gefind, as an ein ad brengt Rashi zwei Pirushim, und at na zweiten Pasik is a mefarish, nor litten ein Pirish. So here the Rebbe gives the following introduction, that in general, we find many times that once Rashi will bring two Pshatim, and then in another Pasik, Rashi will only bring one of those Pshatim. He won't quote both of the Pshatim. What's the reason for this? 
So this could be for two reasons. Aleph, one reason is, in most cases, the reason is as follows. According to this pshat, this one pshat that Rashi is quoting in one place, is Faran Ashverikait in Svetan Posik. In this second Posik here, where Rashi quotes only one pshat, there's a difficulty according to this pshat. So therefore Rashi is quoting only this one pshat and explaining the Posik according to this pshat. Because it's this pshat that requires explanation. But the other pshat that Rashi had quoted earlier, and now here in this Pasuk he does not quote it, so the reason is, is there Pasuk moving with Pashtus? It's because according to that pshat, the Pasuk here is simply understood. It doesn't require any further clarification. So therefore Rashi, the reason he's not quoting that pshat is not because he's backing off from the pshat that he had already quoted before. No, on the contrary. According to that pshat, it's self-understood. So he doesn't have to further explain it. The pshat that Rashi is quoting and explaining is because this pshat requires explanation of how it would fit into this posik here. That would be one, one explanation of why Rashi does this. And that as the Rebbe says, this is beruba deruba. Most times, that's why Rashi quotes only one pshat after he had previously quoted two different pshatim already. Beis, but then sometimes there's a sibahavchis. Sometimes it's actually to the, an opposite reason why Rashi only quotes one pshat after he had already quoted two pshatim. Well, the mokim is from pshutish on mikra, mashma loidvider gebracht pirish. It's because over here, in this place, in Pshutish Mikra, it seems more like this one pshat that he's quoting here. Now the Rebbe is emphasizing mashma, that he's quoting only this one pshat here, because here it's more mashma, it seems more like this pshat. But immediately the Rebbe clarifies, Oberes is nit mochrach. It's not forcing us to say that we must say like this only one pshat. It is possible to learn there and explain the Pasuk here even according to the other Pshat. Because otherwise, Rashi earlier would have not quoted both Pshatim. If in a later Pasuk it's clear that you must say like one Pshat. It's possible to say both Pshatim. And therefore earlier Rashi quotes both Pshatim. Now in this later Pasuk, there, there's a Mashmos. Because it's more leaning towards one Pshat, so Rashi is explaining it according to the Mashmos of what's more Mashma in that Pasuk. So this is the exact opposite of the previous reason. So similar, based on this second option here, that sometimes Rashi in a later place would quote one pshat because it's more mashma, it seems more like this pshat here, is what's happening here. The parsha seinu, here in Parshas Vayigash, is takin et muhrach There's no way to see one way or another who from the shvatim are the weak ones and who are the strong ones. Aber, however, in Pashas Matlis and Dvarim is mashma as b'nei gods and given gebeirim. There, looking at the story that what it says regarding the b'nei god, it's clear, or it's mashma at least, it is a mashma, it seems like that they were strong. And the Rebbe brings why. If they were not strong, they would not suggest that we will go armed ahead of all the Yidin to conquer Eretz Yisrael. This is in the story there of the Bnei God and the Bnei Ruven that wanted to have an inheritance outside of Eretz Yisrael and they promised that they're going to go and fight together with the Yidin and actually go ahead of the Yidin. So they would never suggest this if they were not the strong ones amongst Klal Yisrael, that they're going to go ahead of everybody. Moshe Rabbeinu would have never accepted this suggestion. 
Und nach dazu ansagen, dass er Balashen Zivi, Chalutzim, Tavru, Lufnea, Chechem, Rei Israel, and Moshe Rabbeinu eventually commands them and says, yes, that they must, if they want to have their inheritance here, they must go ahead of all of Klal Yisrael armed to go conquer Eretz Yisrael. So it's pretty clear, or at least the Mashmos, as the Rebbe says, that Bnei God is amongst the strong ones of the Shvatim. So that's why here Rashi is teaching according to this Mashmos, of what it seems from the content of this Parsha. Umbemele, now the Rebbe parenthetically adds another point here, Umbemele kemenit zogin, as das was Rashi is mefarish, bepashis matas udvarim, as b'nei God zene gevengi bayrim. So the fact that Rashi there, matas and dvarim, says that b'nei God were amongst the strong ones of the Shvatim, so we can't say, is a silidem was shpeter, kofa moishish moishim in zem bracha. That the source of Rashi, that b'nei God was strong, was because in parshis v'zaysa bracha, their name is repeated. So that's not the reason. The reason is because over here, in Parshas Matais and Dvarim itself, there's a mashmas that they are from the strong ones. Ubefrat as the Raya from Rashi as Gibayrim Ayu is not nor from Pasik vahachalutz over lefneim v'shteitin Yeshua. The Raya of Rashi that they were strong is not just from what actually ended up happening, as it says in Sefer Yeshua that they went ahead of Klal Yisrael in Imzman versus Noch Berches Moshe which comes after Moshe Rabbeinu gave the bracha to the Yidin and Vezaysa bracha, after Moshe Rabbeinu passed away, nor from the Psukim in Parshas Matas and Dvarim Gufe, far Birchas Moshe. The raya for the fact, or the Mashmas at least for the fact, that they were stronger is from the content of the Parsha right here in Matas and Dvarim, the conversation between them and Moshe Rabbeinu that they're offering to go ahead of Klal Yisrael, Moshe Rabbeinu is accepting it and so on. So this itself is a Mashmas that they are stronger, and therefore Rashi explains here that the Bnei God was stronger. On es nit kenstiret zum zweiten Pirish in Rashi bepashesenu as God is given from the Chaloshim. And in fact, it's also not a contradiction to the second shot that Rashi brings in our parsha, and also the way Rashi explains it in Vezay Sabroche, that God was amongst the weak ones. Varom, Loit and Pirish, Kemenzogen, even according to this shot, we can say bepashtus very simply, as God ben Yaakov is takegeven from the Chaloshim. God, God himself, the son of Yaakov, see he was from the weak ones amongst the Shvatim, and therefore he was from those that were presented in front of Parai. Abiyaitse Chalotzov, Anshe Shevet God, however his descendants, the ones that came from the Shevet of God, 250 years later, which is the the generation that enters into Eretz Yisrael, possibly that they were much stronger. And more specifically, we can say, that the Shvatim got married to one another. So definitely could be, that the sons of God, the descendants of God, got married to the daughters of other Shvatim, which were much stronger. And then the descendants in the Shevet of God inherited the strength that came from the mother's family, from other Shvatim that was stronger. So it's not a contradiction of the Pshat that Rashi here says, that Bnei God wore from the weak ones, or God himself that is. God himself was from the weak ones, and the Bnei God of the Shevet of God are stronger, because it's possible that over years things have changed. So therefore we can understand the Rashi over here and the Rashi in Vizay Sabrocha is not a contradiction to what Rashi says regarding Matais and Dvarim. 
reason why there, Matis and Dvarim, Rashi says that God is stronger is because that's the Mashmos, that's what it seems from the content of the Psukim there. And Rashi is explaining according to the Mashmos of the Pasik there. And it's also not necessarily a contradiction to saying that God himself was from the weaker ones of the Shvatim. However, what's still not understood is the discrepancy over here, the contradiction we have between the Rashi here in our Parsha in Vayigash and the Rashi in V'zei Sabrocha. What is the Mashmos in V'zei Sabrocha as divas kofosh meisam zanigaven chaloshim? If we're going to follow the logic that the Rebbe said before, that it's possible that in a later Rashi he chooses one pshat because of a certain mashmos in the Pasuk Vir, so what is it? What is it that causes us to say that probably God was amongst the weaker ones? What, where do we see this in V'zei Sabracha? In Rashi and therefore Rashi later in V'zei Sabracha is only quoting the second pshat that we have in this week's Parsha. On another question, if in Vizay Sabracha there is a mashma, it does seem that God was from the weaker ones. So, why in our parsha here in Vayigash, where as the Rebbe said before, in our parsha it seems to be that there's no achra, there's no indication one way or another regarding who of the Shvatim was stronger and who were weaker. So if in V'zai Sabracha there is a mashmas that God was from the weaker ones, so why would Rashi not bring that as the first and main pshat that the five that were the weaker ones includes God? Rashi only brings that by us in Vayigash as a second pshat. Why is that so? Now there's another question here. Rashi here when he quotes the sources of from where he's taking his pshat is something very unusual. Is one Mairich in Zayn Pirish? Rashi writes in a very lengthy way, something that's very unusual for Rashi. Aleph, so number one, Besides quoting the Breshis Rabbah, he adds what Breshis Rabbah is, that this is a medrash that comes from Eretz Yisrael. Based the Loshan Begemara Bavlis, Shalonu. And then when Rashi says, he doesn't just say Gemara, but he says that the Gemara comes from where? From Bavel. Our Gemara from Bavel. The term of Shalonu, Rashi explains, the Rebbe that is, explains in the Ha'ara. But what does this mean, Begemara Bavlis? And Gimel, and even more, Obebraise, the Sefri, Shaninu, Bevezoi, Sabrache, Kemoi, Begemara Shalonu. Where Rashi quotes a third source, and Rashi quotes it in this very long way. So now what's the pshat Aleph, Lamay Nafkemine, Why is this relevant to let us know that this is so in the Braise of Sefri? Beis, Vosses the Diak, Bebraise, the Sefri. Rashi quotes the Sefri many, many times. He never says that it's a Braise. Why does Rashi here emphasize that it's a Braise? Gimel, Lamay Nafkemine, Tzidi Braise, on the Sefri, is in Vizay Sabrache, or in another parsha. What relevance is there whether this Braise in the Sefri is in the Parsha of Zaysa Bracha or in another Parsha, maybe in our Parsha? Why is Rashi saying all this? So, to explain all of this, so first the Rebbe will come and explain in our Rashi over here why Rashi is explaining with such length regarding the Shvatim and who was weak and who was strong. And Although the Rebbe said before that it seems in our parsha that there's no indication at all, one way or another, which of the Shvatim were stronger and which were weaker. But the truth is, if we'll look in Psukim before Parshas Vayigash, there are certain things that we could see, at least about some of the Shvatim, to know who were the stronger ones and who were the weaker ones. 
Let's see. Bishas Melanantam Posik. Umikse Echov Loka Hamisha Anoshim. He took from some of his brothers five of the men. Umen is nit in the Farish Verzezanin. And the Posik is not letting you know who they were. It's logical to say, that because the Shvatim are brought up in the Teireh many times, somewhere in the Teireh, these five Shvatim are separated from others that they were weaker. Here the Teireh is not bothering to spell it out because there's somewhere else in the Teireh that you could find that the Teireh will let you know who they are. So therefore, Rashi brings the whole discussion and the source regarding what you see in the brachas of Moshe. By some of them he repeats their name, and by others he does not repeat their name. This is the only time we find in Teireh that it singles out five of the Shvatim separately from the other ones. According to the two ways of the two Pirushim, whether it means that they're weaker or it means that they're stronger. So the fact that the Teireh here just says five, five of the brothers are different and they're weaker and it doesn't give you an indication of who they are. So Rashi says, somewhere the Teireh told us this and therefore Rashi wants you to know where that is. That's why Rashi brings the source of this, where did the Teireh tell us who these five are? But now on the other hand, Here the Teireh does not spell out who the weak ones were. But from different things that we learned until here in the Torah, we do have some indication regarding the might or weakness of some of the Shvatim. So what did we learn before? Learning the story in Parshish Vayishlach, what happened with Shechem, that two of the brothers came and wiped out an entire city of Shechem. Shimon and Levi were the mightiest of the Shvatim. They were the ones that went alone and killed out an entire city, all the men of the city. So therefore, according to this, there's a problem with the first pshat. Those that Moshe Rabbeinu did not repeat their names, they are the weaker ones. According to the first pshat, that includes Shimon and Levi as well, that they were for the weak, from the weaker ones. So how can we say this? How can we say that they were from the weaker ones if we see that they killed an entire city, so it seems like that they were from the stronger ones? The Rebbe brings Rashi then Pirish, so therefore Rashi brings another pshat. <coughs> that those that Moshe Rabbeinu did repeat their name, they are actually the ones that are weaker. According to the second shot, Shimon and Levi are amongst the strong ones. So now that Rashi says that the ones that Moshe Rabbeinu repeated their names are the ones that are weaker, so Rashi has to now add and, and clarify the Yehuda Shehuchpal Shmai, the fact that Yehuda's name was doubled, Lehuchpal Mishum Chalishus, the reason his name is doubled is not because he was weaker. There's another reason that the Gemara explains why his name was doubled. Right? Because Yehuda, there's five that their Moshe Rabbeinu does not repeat their name, and there's actually six of them that Moshe Rabbeinu does repeat their name, including Yehuda. But for Yehuda, there's a different reason. 
But the other five, though, the reason Moshe Rabbeinu repeats their name is because they are amongst the weak ones. That's what Ashi has to clarify. This is clear from what happens with the children of Yaakov, and we already learned this before, as Yehuda's given sufficient digibayim, that Yehuda was amongst the strong ones. So Rashi is not only clarifying this as an explanation for the psukim in Parshish Vazay Sabracha. Here in Parshish Vayigash, it's not relevant to clarify it. But if Rashi is bringing here the source from Vazay Sabracha, that those that their name was, were repeated are the strong ones, and we see that Yehuda is amongst them, and from what we learned already before, before Parshish Vayigash, we see that Yehuda was from the, from the strong ones. So we have to clarify this. What's the pshat? How can we say that Yehuda's name is being repeated because he's amongst the weak ones? Onachmer, the Gibbish he was not only amongst the strong ones, but he was the strongest of the Shvatim. Der Melech Shebeshvatim, and he's the king of the Shvatim. He's the one that put himself in danger for saving Binyamin. He got up and was ready to confront Yosef, the Mishnah Lamelech of Mitzrayim. So he definitely was from the strongest, or if not the strongest, of the Shvatim. Therefore Rashi has to clarify why Yehuda, that his name was doubled for a different reason. So this is the second shot. So we understand what the difficulty with the first shot is. That from what we learned before, we know that Shimon and Levi were from the stronger of the Shvatim, so therefore Rashi brings a second shot. However, now even according to the second shot, so we have a problem. According to the second shot, who were the ones that were, were uh, the weak ones? So, or, or actually according to the second shot, who were the ones that were strong ones? So amongst them, as Binyamin is given, sufficient to give them. According to the second shot, it comes out that amongst the strong ones was Binyamin, right? Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yisachar, and Binyamin, according to the second shot, were the strong ones. So how can we say that Binyamin was the strong one? So the problem is, Be'eis as Bepashtos is mashma as Eretz Geven, sufficiently chaloshim. Seemingly, it's, it looks like that Binyamin was amongst the weaker ones. Eretz Geven, the youngster, he was the youngest. Vartangarufin Yeled, Zekunim, Cotton, the Tereg calls him the, the young one, the child, the small one. These are all expressions that seem to say that he's weak. Yaakov was afraid to let him go to Mitzrayim, so no, he shouldn't be harmed in any way. And this is what it seems also from what Yehuda said when he spoke to Yosef, as the Rebbe brings in order 29, Yehuda tells Yosef, if you're looking to capture one of us, so I am much stronger than this one that you're capturing here. So it seems like the Binyamin did not have these qualities of strength and so on, and therefore Yud is suggesting to take him instead of Binyamin. So it seems like Binyamin was from the weaker ones. So this is a problem with the second pshat that Rashi brings. So we have a problem with the first pshat, that Shimon and Levi being counted amongst the weak ones, it seems like Shimon and Levi were the stronger ones. And we have a problem with the second pshat, Binyamin being counted amongst the strong ones, if Binyamin, from what we learn, seems to be a weak one. But now the question is, if there's sort of an equal problem or a similar problem with the first and second shot, so why does Rashi bring the first shot first? From Desvegen, however, is that Ersh Pirish, the Pirish Ekri. The first shot Rashi brings is first because it's the main shot, it's more understood in the shot of the Pasik, more even than the second shot. According to the second shot, so we have the following problem here. 
So as Rashi clarifies according to the second shot, that the fact that Yehuda is also amongst those that Moshe Rabbeinu repeated their name, is a tzaliyah batzveitin tam, nit mishum chaloshos. It's for a different reason and not because it indicates his weakness. So therefore you only have five that their name is repeated because of weakness. As Rashi says, The five that were benched last. Yehuda is before these five, you have the last six. And Yehuda is the first of those last six. And his name is repeated for a different reason. And then you have the other five. That their name is repeated to strengthen them. So this is what Rashi has to clarify according to the second pshat. That although there are six of them that Moshe Rabbeinu repeats their name, only five of them he's repeating their name to strengthen them. So it's understood seemingly, right? But still it's not so smooth. Nevertheless, these five shvatim here are not set apart so clearly. Since in the end of the day, even Yehuda's name is also repeated just like the other five. So going back to what the Rebbe said at the beginning of Siv Dalet, when the Teri here says, It seems logical that there's somewhere in the Teri that five of the Shvatim were set apart. So over here, if the source and the place where the Teri sets apart five of the Shvatim is in Parshas V'zei Sabroche, but it's not so clear. Yehuda seems to be together with them. Also, his name being repeated. And you're going to have to explain that, no, his name is repeated for a different reason. But in the Lashon of the Pasuk, it's not so clear. It looks like Yehuda is part of the other five. The Far is the Ershte Pirish Mer Mestaver. So this is a difficulty that we have with the second Pirish and Rashi that you do not have with the first one. According to the first Pshat, so the Teireh here, the first five, and their names are not repeated. And here you find clearly that the Teireh is setting apart these five. And that's what the Teireh meant here when it said, Loka, Hamisha, Anoshim, these five, that the Teireh did not repeat their name. So that's why the first shot comes first, because the difficulty, there's an additional difficulty with the second shot. And besides that, another point. The above mentioned difficulty that there is, was Pirish Arishin. That how can we say that Shimon and Levi, according to the first pshat, are amongst the weaker ones when, with the story that happened in Shechem, it seems like that they were from the stronger ones? That's something that could be answered. We can say that they were from the weaker ones of the Shvatim. And the fact that they killed all males and Chamer and Shechem in that city is as It's not necessarily as a result of their special strength that they had. Nor as the Rather, what the cause this is the fact that they felt that because they are from the oldest of the Shvatim. So therefore the responsibility to take revenge for what Chamayr did with their sister Dina. So they have to take revenge and they felt who does that responsibility lie upon? Them, the oldest brothers. Since they saw that Reuven is not taking any action here. And if you take a look in Order 33, the Rebbe gives four reasons why Reuven did not take any action. So they saw that Reuven is not doing anything. And they are the next in line. So they took the responsibility. 
but not because they were necessarily the strongest of the Shvatim. Especially that when did they go and kill all the people? After they had them make a bris on the third day and they were all hurting and weak. And then they were easily able to relatively go and kill all the people of the city. And also, the, what added to their strength is the fact that they had a certain anger which their anger is very strong, and that brought out a certain strength in them that was not necessarily their usual level of strength, and therefore they were able to do what they did there in the city of Shechem. So therefore the point is, it comes out that in the first pshat of the Rashi, the, the question that we have in the first pshat could be answered, and in the second pshat, the problem we have with Binyamin being counted amongst the strong ones, and we have a question that he seems to be amongst the weak ones, we don't really have an answer to that question. And there's an additional problem, that when the Tatus spells out who those five weak Shvatim were, according to the second shot, it's not so clear in the Pasik, because it would seem like Yehuda was amongst them. So therefore, the first shot comes first. So this explains the Rashi in our Parsha, in Parsha's Vayigash, why Rashi is bringing both Pshatim. There's no Achrav, it's not 100% conclusive one way or another, but he does bring the first shot first, since there are more problems with the second shot, and this is all based on what we already learned before in Chumash, before Parshish Vayigash. Now coming to Vizay Sabracha, in Vizay Sabracha Aber. On the other hand, when you come to Parshish Vizay Sabracha, so as the Rebbe pointed out before, sometimes in a later Rashi, he'll only bring one shot because there's a certain mashmos, and that Pasik later liked that shot. So it's from Pashtus Akshuvim Mashma. From the simple pshat of the Pasuk, it seems that those that Moshe Rabbeinu repeats their name, they are from the weaker ones. And not the other way around, that is repeating the names of the stronger ones. And the Rabbi gives an introduction here. Let's explain the difference between these two pirushim. Repeating the name is a result of their weakness, or the mitzad zeir or is repeating the name because of their strength. So the, the difference here is as follows. If we're going to say that those that were weak, Moshe Rabbeinu repeats their name. Is there tama kefut, sleep teisus bracha? So Moshe Rabbeinu is repeating their name to give them an additional bracha. That by repeating their name, that strengthens them. Because they're weak, so they need additional strengthening by mentioning their name twice. However, if you're going to learn that it refers to those that are strong, is the perish in them? So then according to this, what's the pshat? Zayin de Gibayim, because they are stronger, Hatazigabim, Abazundrich Shiva. So therefore they are more chashiv, they're more prominent amongst the Shvatim. Which is also expressed by the fact that their name is repeated. Their names are being emphasized and mentioned again more than the other Shvatim. Like we find Abish says to Avram Avinu, I will make your name to be great. So here as well, it's not Moshe Rabbeinu that's repeating their name to strengthen them. The name is mentioned twice in order to show that they're more chashev. Al derech Rashi, 
Similar to what we find also that Rashi himself said earlier, Avram, Avram, when the Abisha calls Avram and he says his name twice, it's an expression of love and therefore the Abisha repeats his name. But Rashi doesn't explain how repeating a name shows on love. It's obvious. It's an expression of love. So similar we could understand that when the names are being repeated, it's because of, it's their, because of their prominence. And therefore it says their name twice. So now if so, it comes out as follows. So if so, the names being repeated, the difference as far as the bracha that Moshe Rabbeinu was saying here is as follows. According to the pshat that Moshe Rabbeinu is repeating the names of the weak ones in order to give them an added bracha is moving. So it's understood as the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu repeats their name is a chelik v'hemshech funda bracha. This is a part and a continuation of Moshe Rabbeinu speaking and giving the bracha. By saying their name twice, Moshe Rabbeinu is empowering them. Giving them an extra bracha. It's part of Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha. Aber, leiten pirish, as the gebeirim zene geven, divos kafal shmeisam, that the gebeirim, the, the strong ones, are the ones that were doubling their name, is their keifel ha-shem, litken chelik from birchas Moshe. So the fact that their name is mentioned twice is not part of Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha. Dinanen from the gebeirim, verenet ibegechazet, durch Moshe Rabbeinu l'shem teisus bracha. It's not Moshe Rabbeinu benching them and repeating their name in order to give them an extra bracha. Not rather, der monadik zeirenemen. In the teire, bringing and mentioning their name here in their brachas. In the teire, is there's a kaiful umadgish met salib zeir pirsum. Shmai haylochofanov. Recording the bracha in the teire, Moshe Rabbeinu repeats the name a second time. Because of their prominence and because of the fact that uh, they have their name that goes in front of them, that people know of how special and choshev they were. But it's not part of Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha repeating their name. So therefore it's understood, going back to the point there, that it's more mashma to say that the one that Moshe Rabbeinu repeats their name, that they are from the weak ones. As learning the psukim in learning the simple pshat of those psukim in these psukim that are saying the brachas that Moshe Rabbeinu said to the, to the Shvatim is Mermestaver. It's more logical to say, as Yedavot was stated by the brachas from the Shvatim, is a chelik from Birchas Moshe. That every word that it says there is part of the bracha that Moshe Rabbeinu said. And not just that the Taita, when it records this, inserted the name an extra time in order to emphasize the unrelated point there, that they are from the stronger ones. In Pashtus, you learn the Psukim there, it's more mashma that their name is being repeated as part of the bracha of Meisha. On the Liber, learned the Dart Rashi, therefore there in Pashtus V'zai Sabracha, Rashi says, as the Zanagavan, the Chaloshim, that the ones that their names was repeated, they are the weak ones, and Kofosh Meisayim, Lachaskam Alakbiram, and their name is being repeated to strengthen them. Because according to this, the name being doubled here is not just a side point that the Tate is letting us know that they're more prominent, but this is part of the actual Bracha. So, yes, it's only a Mashmos, and it's not. For sure, and it's not, we not, don't have to say it this way. And therefore, earlier in our Parshim Vayigash, Rashi does say both Pshatim. But here in Parshim Vizay Sabracha, Rashi brings this Pshat because it's more mashma this way from the content of the Brachas here of Moshe Rabbeinu. Like them, but Menoich Fashtain, Vas Rashi is Moshe Vipasha Seinu, Shihiya Goddess Eretz Yisrael. 
we can understand now why Rashi very unusually tells us that Bereshus Rabbah is a medrash that comes from Eretz Yisrael. And then Rashi says, And that the pshat that he quotes in the Zeis Abroche is a pshat that it says in the Gemara and the Bavli. Warum does git does git verstehen dem teichen von jeden pirish und der tam achilok zwischen de pirushen because it's telling us that one pshat comes from Eretz Yisrael and another pshat comes from Bavel gives us the reasoning to understand what's behind both of these pirushen and the rabbi gives a short introduction here that unterscheid zwischen der limud and Eretz Yisrael which is usually tamod Yerushalmi what is the difference between the style of learning the way it was in Eretz Yisrael and the way it is in Bavel, in Talmud Bavli? They say that a limud in Eretz Yisrael is betoichim v'signin katzer. In Eretz Yisrael, the way of learning and the way things are in the Talmud Yerushalmi is very bekitzer. The style of writing is all very bekitzer. Not with any lengthy discussion in toichin whether regarding the content of the subject, also in the style of expressing the point, it's not in an elaborate, an elaborate form. It's written everything very bekitzer without any discussion. On the Gemara Zok, as the Gemara itself says, describing the Yerushalmi, Hai Tane Yerushalmi, this Tane comes from Eretz Yisrael, he's a Yerushalmi. The Tane Loshin Kalila, he says a very light, he expresses himself very lightly. Not fully expressed, elaborating, he writes very bekitzer, and that's the way it is in Eretz Yisrael. Shankin, they say that a limbo Bavli, on the other hand, the way of learning in the Bavli is, in Gemara Bavlis, is mitanariches, it's with length, sign the shakal vatari, whether it's the discussion regarding the content of the subjects, questions and answers, all kinds of discussion. in the signin even in the very wording, the way you write out the concept, you can, you can choose a very shorthanded way of expressing the point, or you can choose a more elaborate way. And in the Bavli, it elaborates more. And with this move on, so with this we understand, was Bereishis Rabbah, Shehiyah Godes Eretz Yisrael, Bereishis Rabbah, which is a Medrash coming from Eretz Yisrael, Nemton de Shitte, so therefore the Medrash accepts the opinion, as B'Sha'as as Hizdo'a Bereirit Zilernen, Kofal Shemis Achaloshim, so here you have the redundancy, you have the Torah being elaborate, it's expressing their name twice. So you can either say, as Moshe Rabbeinu hat Meirech given Belishayne de Mitvaz Kofal Shmoisam Tzili Babracha, that Moshe Rabbeinu was elaborate with his bracha, and therefore he repeated their name for the bracha. When you give a, a bracha, it could be done also very concisely and very bekitzer, with not uh, a lot of uh, elaborate expressions. Other learning, or you could say that kafal that the names that are being repeated are from those that are the strong ones, as Moshe Rabbeinu which would then mean that Moshe Rabbeinu himself, when he said his bracha, he spoke to the point very bekitzer, and he did not repeat their names. So this is really a question of the style of how Moshe Rabbeinu gave the bracha. Did he speak in a more elaborate form, or did he speak more bekitzer, more concisely? So, Varom, as we said before, the Achpalas Hashemis is Nitken Arichas Alosha from Bechas Moshe. If it's the ones that were stronger that their names are being repeated, that's not a part of Moshe Rabbeinu's Bracha. Not a Bazundri Inyan, was his Mudgish and Taira, as Mitzadzeir Gvures, Shmam Hailoch Lefneim. It's a separate point that the Taira itself is repeating their names to say that these are more prominent and everyone knows and they're famous for their prominence, but it's not Moshe Rabbeinu elaborating in his Bracha. So, those are the two options here how we could learn. 
So according to the Medrash, which is a goddess Eretz Yisrael, so the Medrash says that it's more logical to say, that Moshe Rabbeinu said the Lashon of his bracha very concisely, and the weak ones are those that Moshe Rabbeinu did not repeat their names, and then you have the strong ones, that, that their names were repeated, but not as part of an elaborate bracha. Moshe Rabbeinu did not elaborate in his bracha, he spoke very concisely to the point. So this is according to the Medrash, because it comes from Eretz Yisrael. Aval the Gemara Bavlis Shalanu. However, in the Gemara that comes from the Bavli, leitem derech alimud from Bavel, the style of learning in Bavel, as sliptesus as bare and teichen inyan, because you want to add additional explanation in the subject. Davzain the seide from ariches ubesignen ubeloshen to elaborate more, and also in the in the style of writing to express it more. Davmen onem and so over here, according to the Bavli, it says in the opposite. As kafal Meishesh Meisam, that when Meishesh Rabbeinu benches them, he elaborates and he benches them with uh, with an adding their name and repeating it. As given l'shem Teisvus, so dafman onanim. As kafal Meishesh Meisam is given l'shem Teisvus. Brachet to the Shvatim Chaloshim that Meishesh Rabbeinu repeats their name and repeats the names of those weak Shvatim. As Meishesh Rabbeinu at Meirach given b'loshim b'chasam b'chetel l'chaskam l'akbiram. He repeats their name in order to strengthen them. Even though you could accomplish, even with a shorter bracha, with a shorter tefillah, by adding and by repeating the name, this brings and emphasizes yet even more of a bracha. So therefore, according to the Bavli that has that approach of emphasizing and elaborating more, so therefore it also interprets Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha that he repeated their name to emphasize and elaborate on his bracha. So the source of the two pirushim that Rashi is showing on is indicated in the words of Agadah Eretz Yisrael and the Gemara Bavlis, the two approaches of how to understand Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha. Was Moshe Rabbeinu elaborating in his bracha or was Moshe Rabbeinu speaking very concisely? While Rashi is adding yet a third source from the Braise of Sifri, and Rashi tells us that that is in Parshas Vezaisa Bracha, that there it says, like it says in our Gemara, that Moshe Rabbeinu repeats the names of the weaker ones. Now, based on everything that we learned before, it comes out as follows. As in Yedin, from the two Pirushim, is da a tzveindigen Yisrael legabe dem tzveiten pirish. Regarding both of these pshatim that Ashi brings here, so there are two advantages that each one of them has. Aleph mitzat pashtus aksuvim da. Number one, as far as the simple pshat of the pasuk here in Parshas Vayigash, and beis mitzadem inyan from kafal shmoisam. And also as far as the fact that in Parshas Vezeisa Bracha, their names are being repeated. So in each one of these two pshatim, there is an advantage in both of these points. And the Rebbe explains, and here we have sort of a kitzer of the points that we learned before. The Mailuk Fula in a Mashtun Piddish. The double advantage that you have in the first Pshat that Rashi quotes. Aleph number one, Vaslafia move on from Pshutash and Mikra, Da is Binyam and Given from the Chaloshim, on Yehuda from the Gibayim. According to what we understand from the Pshat, Binyam was amongst the weaker ones, and Yehuda was amongst the stronger ones, and therefore that fits perfectly with the first Pshat. That, you, that Binyamin is amongst the weaker ones, and Yehuda is amongst the stronger ones. Beis, now, now another point here regarding. 
what it says in Parshas V'zei Sabroche, B'Sha'as, the Torah tells us, and we say, When the Torah sets apart and says that there are five, there are five that are set apart from the rest, and the Torah does not say who they are, is Mistaver as the mid where gemein tifinif shvatim chaloshim. It's referring to five of the weaker shvatim, which are spelled out somewhere else. Hayes as the mid was like kofa meishish meisam is da a genoyim misper from the chamisha anoshim shvatim canal. And therefore, it's logical to say that in Parshas v'zayis abrache there are only five that we find that their names are not being repeated. And there, it's very clear that those five stand apart from the other six. So therefore, in the Pshat, in the Parshas V'zay Sabrache, it's more logical to say that the five that their names are not being repeated are these five that the Torah is speaking about. Whereas the other ones, you have Yehuda amongst them. Now you have a difficulty that it seems like that the six that the Torah is setting apart, and you have to explain that Yehuda is not part of them, and it's not so clear in the Torah. So these are the two advantages in the first Pshat. Yisrein, Kofel, and Tzvet, and Pirish. Now you have also two advantages in the second shot that Rashi brought. Aleph, V'yis is moving in Pshutish and Mikra, Zen is Shimon V'levi given from the Gebeirin, Unit from the Chaloshim. As it would seem from the simple shot of the Pasuk, Shimon and Levi are actually from the strong ones and not from the weak ones. So how can we say that Shimon V'levi are brought here amongst the weak ones? Beis, another advantage that there is in the second shot, Sizmer Mistaver, it's more logical to say as Achpolas Hashem in Abroche that a name being repeated in Parshish V'zayis Abroche as part of the Broche of Moshe Rabbeinu is an Indian Vasata Kesher to the Metzim Abroche. The name is being mentioned there twice because this is connected to the, and this is part of actually, it's part of the Broche. This is strengthening them. Vitzuzagin, then to say like the other Pshat, as the myth is Teireh Merameh is at Tzvet in Indian, Isaiah Zen and the Gebeirim, that the Teireh, this is not part of the Bracha, their name being repeated here is a side point, letting us know another thing, that they are the strong ones. This is not a point that is necessary to mention right here when they're being given a brach. We're coming to give them something, a brach, in other words, to bench them for something that they seemingly would not have. If you want to talk about their prominence and point out that they're more chashev than everyone else, so then the right place to do that would be somewhere else in the Torah where it's speaking about the chashivas that they already have. Here, however, we're talking about Moshe Rabbeinu coming to bench them at this point. So why here would the Torah mention this side point that these five are from the more chashev shvatim? So that's why this is an advantage that there is in the second pshat that no, Dafka, they're the weaker ones and therefore they're the ones that Moshe Rabbeinu is coming to strengthen them. It's part of the bracha. And this second advantage over here that it's part of the bracha of Zaysa bracha is Rashi Madgish mitem vasabreng dem sefri. Rashi wants to emphasize this by quoting the sefri. When as in Sifri, Shaninu Baba Vizay Sabrache Kemoy Begemara Shalano. That the Sifri is there in Vizay Sabrache, and there it says like an Argamara. Hayes as the state in Vizay Sabrache, because the Sifri is in that parsha of Vizay Sabrache, where it's speaking about the actual Bracha of Moshe Rabbeinu, is Mistaver as Eichte Kefal Hashem, is Aninim from Bracha. So therefore, it's the Sifri that says that the repeating of the names is part of the Bracha, not just a side point to let us know that they happen to be from the prominent Shvatim. In other words, the point is because we have relative advantages and disadvantages of both of the pshatim, so you may think that in the end of the day, 
they're sort of equal, these two pshatim. So Rashi says that in Vezai Sabroche, there is a certain maile that we can find based on the content of the psukim there. In Vezai Sabroche, there is a certain maile in the pshat of the second pshat that Rashi brought here, that Dafke, the ones that their names were, were repeated, are from the weaker ones. Unkishem vin the erste zwei pirushim is Rashi matim the chilek zvishen zayre shittes durch Moisev zayin shiya goddess Eretz Yisrael and just like before, so Rashi when he brings the source of both of these pirushim, so Rashi lets you know the source of it that one is a goddess Eretz Yisrael and according to the style of learning in Eretz Yisrael, Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha is more bekitzer and begemara bavlos shalono. According to the style of learning in the bavli, it's mustaver to say that Moshe Rabbeinu was more elaborate with his bracha. But the mitzvahs and meramis, the derech limudam, as we said before, the styles of learning. As ayich does, Rashi meisiv bebraise the sifri. So too over here, when Rashi is quoting the sifri to point out the maile that there is in the second shot, and this is a maile over there in v'zay sabracha. It's not necessarily a maile over here in Parshas Vayigash, as the Rebbe already explained before. Looking over here in Parshas Vayigash. There is no achra of one pshat over the other, and in fact, there is a certain mashmos more for the first pshat, better than the second pshat. But as far as what it is in Vizay Sabroche, so it's more mashmos like the second pshat. So here as well, Rashi points out that this is connected to the style of learning of the Sifri. Everything that you have in all of the Braises, which were not included in the Mishnayis, where do they come from? It comes from what it says in the Mishnayis, from the Mishnas. But the difference is, as in the Mishnah is das bekitzer uberemes dovakatze vekayl and yanim rabim. In the Mishnah, everything is written very concisely, and very few words can include a lot of subjects. On in the Brayse is das mefurish baariches uberpratis. However, in the Brayse, same same things that it speaks about in the Mishnah are spelled out more detail with more length. Right, this is brought that Rebbe would bring very many times a Gemara that says regarding Ilfa that he said that anything you find me in a Braisa, I can show you the source for this concisely in the Mishnah. In the myth is Rashi Meramis. So therefore Rashi is hinting as follows. As the Derech HaSidr in Braisa Barichis, that the way the Sifri was written, which is also a Braisa and it's written with more length, more elaborate, is Masber Umatim was the Braisa, the Sifri, learned with the Gemara Bavlis. This explains why this Braisa and Sifri learns like the Gemara Bavlis, which is She'oisem, She'kafa Shmeisa, Meisha Shmeisem, that the ones that their names are being repeated are the weaker ones, or Kanal, as Meisha Rabbeinu at Meirich, or Kaifel given Shemes HaChaloshem at Elachaskam Olagbiram. And this is part of Meisha Rabbeinu's Bracha, that he's elaborating and emphasizing their name in order to strengthen them. It's not just a side point, but it's actually an elaborate Bracha. Afal came, but yet, as we already had said before, is thus Beparshaseinu Atzveite Pirish. In our Parsha in Vayigash, this is still only brought as a second shot. This advantage that there is in the second pshat is There in that parashim, speaking about the bracha in so there there's an advantage in saying that the repetition of the name is part of the bracha. But on the other hand, as far as the simple pshat in our parsha here in Vayigash, Hotmer Ort, the Yisrael in the Mashtan Pirish Canal, there's more of an advantage in the first pshat, as the Rebbe already explained before, that there's two points. Number one, the difficulty with 
the first pshat, which is that Shimon and Levi seem to be from the stronger ones, could be answered. It's possible they were from the weak ones, even though they conquered the city and killed the people of Shechem. And also, there's a difficulty with the second pshat that you don't have with the first pshat. That according to the second pshat, it comes out that the Torah never really sets apart these five separately, because you have Yehuda amongst them, so it's not so clear. Whereas according to the first pshat, Dafke, you have the five weak ones that the Torah sets out separately in Parshas Vezayi Sabrache. So therefore, as far as the pshat in our Parsha, there's no achra in one pshat over the other. And in fact, the first pshat is more mistaver. But as far as the psukim in Parshas Vezayi Sabrache, where it's speaking about the brache, there it's more mashma like the second pshat. And therefore, Rashi there quotes only that pshat.